Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League show. It's a show that hints every year in early December for a Duke of Prague away kit, but never gets one. Simply asking at this point will be deemed a failure. On today's pod we're going around the grounds ahead of a fascinating weekend of top flight football that ends at the Etihad, where City will rack up 20 plus shots on target, only to lose to a Son breakaway. It's like a tax we have to pay for all the fabulous trophies. Elsewhere, United travel to the northeast, and Burnley versus the Blades is an archetypal relegation six-pointer. There's a lot to look forward to. So let's get straight to it then by introducing my guest today, making it an all Chester North Wales affair. I'm delighted to be joined by Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm well. You can probably hear. And I've just told you off air. I'm full of a lurky, but uh, <laughs> that aside, I'm all good. I'm I'm feeling Christmassy. If, if it's not too early, is it too early? The, the the calendars flipped this morning, hasn't it? And the advent calendars are yeah. open uh, in my house, so yeah, not too early. Well, again, I was telling you off air, I went to the Lights and Lantern show at Chester Zoo last night, which you've been to before. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I went to when my kids were a little bit younger, and as as you touched on, it's like a truly sort of, you know, spectacle thing, mm. isn't it? Lots of amazing sights and sounds and stuff. It's it's not uh, not too cheap on the, on the old pocket, but it's one of those no. things you've got to got to just put down some memories haven't you and take the hit well i was pissed off because we uh went at like kind of tea time and i, I was just assuming you know i'll get a hot dog when i'm there or get a burger or some chips or something there's no hot food sold anywhere so the whole time we're walking around i was starving and then we got to this food bit food court and it was all marshmallows ice <laughs> who wants ice cream in this weather so um yeah i had to wait till we got home and then we put my daughter to sleep and then I went off to, and got a chippy tea, but oh man, I was hungry. But yeah, it was magical, absolutely magical. It was, um, as you say, it, it's a bit steep in terms of price, but yeah, wonderful place. Right, let's get to the football. And before we do, before we get to this weekend's football, um, there's been a development this week as regards to the introduction of sin bins, or at least being trialled in professional football. Now, they're calling it professional football, but it has to be top-level football because VAR has to accompany this, surely. So I don't think it's going to be introduced in League 1 or 2. Um, it, it should be Championship or higher. Um, in which case, it's another thing for VAR to interfere with, isn't it? How, how do you feel about Simbins in general as a, as a, as a theory? So I, th- I think I share this with... with- most of us sort of on the ninety three twenty parties. I, I wasn't actually aware that they were even sort yeah. of in, in play even in the in the lower levels until uh, Chris highlighted to us that they are. And my immediate response of when when I heard that they were in place was that, you know, it's a great idea really, and particularly with um, you know, the the punishments around uh, you know, talking back to the referee and dissent and stuff like that. I think those sort of things um, you know, totally make sense for uh, sense with. The, the issue I find with, with VAR just in general at the moment, and again, Chris is touching this quite a lot, is obviously it's this, the subjectivity of things. I think, you know, for, for offsides and, you know, obviously not necessarily VAR, but with with, um, with technology, the goal line technology, all of that black and white stuff, um, the objective stuff works totally fine. The, the issues that we seem to be having are subjectivity is whereby previously, I guess, when without VAR, we would have you know, one referee or, you know, maybe a referee and a couple of assistants where we'd have their subjectivity, but we almost seem to have another layer 
yeah. of subjectivity. So, you know, it's almost subjectivity squared sort of thing. So that that's the issue that I think we have at the moment. And I, I sort of feel that the symbins for anything beyond, you know, something which is black and white. And, and I think, to be honest, with the dissent, you, you know, you can that wouldn't be subjective. I think, you know, when players around the referee or when they swear at referee, I think we have to sort of trust that, you know, the referee's going to make the right call on that. But the the stuff around cynical fouling and, you know, you know what are we going to have? We're going to have a stop of play, um, you, you know, for every single one of them. And again, another two-minute review. Is it is it a cynical foul? Is it not? You know, sometimes we see, you know, we've been... Punished for these, but, you know. Also, you could probably say we've, we've we've got away. I think with one. I think Diaz probably did it in the week. Yeah, whereby, yeah. if somebody puts a hand on someone's shoulder and they're on the break, is is that a cynical towel uh, foul? Sorry, and people people go down easy. So, I think it's another thing where they're they're needlessly complicating it. Um, and I think you know, Chris Chris sort of said that in our WhatsApp group this week, didn't he? That you know, it's something whereby why don't they just go with essentially what's worked in the lower leagues? Um, and see how that goes. I, I suspect, as they've done with previous rules, is they'll probably maybe try this out in like an international tournament or something, mm. see how it goes um, from that point of view. Um, I guess a, another aspect that I'm quite interested to see how it plays out um, is, and it's again, it's a bit of a, a you know, I've, I've heard this term like with ice hockey, but essentially the sort of power play element. So essentially, you know, when a team goes down essentially that they're, they're simbin you know what happens then and you can imagine you know pep sort of rubbing his hands at that sort of thing in terms of you know if you've got a set formation that you start the match with but then essentially a power play formation whereby when the other team's down a man right. what do you do you know do, do you do you take a defender out do you put you know switch i mean the, the good thing i guess about city's team and, and pep's flexibility is there's lots of players who can play in different positions but you know for example do you push another player higher up the pitch to you know, to to take advantage of the extra man sort of thing. So that's, I think that's something that I haven't heard many people mention. And it, you know, could be a significant change really in terms of you know, just imagine if a if a team is you know like like us, hopefully are going for a title or a team's rele- you know in the relegation battle and they gain an advantage by a man. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to throw the kitchen sink at the game, aren't they? Sort of thing to get to get a goal whilst they're up a man, sort of thing. So. I think that'll be interested as well. Um, it is a big change. I think the the bigger change rather than the lack of, you know, I guess part of the Simbin is to eradicate some of the red cards. I, I think the bigger change is, is that what I talked about there is there's going to be positions where where teams have a sort of one man up against the others and see how that goes. And it can go the other way, can't it? Because we've all seen games where a team goes down to 10 men and just puts 10 men behind the ball um, and you know they might well score in the break, but you know all they're after at that point is just to kill the game off. So it could be even if we're talking about ten minute periods or whatever it may be, it could be where no matter what the other team does with the advantage, it's the game's just basically killed off for ten minutes. You know it's going to yeah. be a, a, attack versus defence, like a training ground exercise. Um, so there is that factor, um, but I guess you know that is preferable to the entire rest of the game being killed off courtesy of a red card. I'm, I'm, I'm in theory, I'm in, I'm in favour of sin bins, but in practice, I'm not, and I'm really not happy with it being accompanied by VAR. I think, as you said there, the subjectivity um, behind cynical fouls. If you add another layer to that now, which you know sin bins will be another layer that. 
it's just more stoppages, it's more controversy, it's more discussions, it's more analysis afterwards on Twitter. Oh yeah, but look, his, his you know, toe touches his knee at that point and oh God, mm. I just want us to go back to playing football again, but it, I don't want to sound like you know Paul Mercenary or, or someone of that ilk, but it just feels like the game that I love has been taken away from me and it's not coming back. It's just yeah. been, it's been bastardised into this kind of authoritarian kind of, you know, brave new world kind of sport where everything is scrutinised and nothing is actually experienced. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's But as, in theory, I am in favour of Simmons. And as I spoke on um, the pod earlier this week, I rec- I'm old enough to recall, Ben, that in it must have been maybe about 85, mid-80s, Shoot magazine started a campaign to try and get Simbins introduced. So this has been in the pipeline for a long, long time. People have wanted this for a long time. Um, but then you can also flip that and say, okay, so why hasn't it been introduced? Why has it taken, you know, 40-odd years before it's introduced? What's, what's held them back? Because whatever it is that's held them back hasn't gone away. Um, anyway, and indeed the problems may be exacerbated by VAR in that regard. So... I yeah, I think I think as well. You know, you touched about there about lose losing the the, the love of, of a game a little bit. And I was um, I was speaking to um, a friend recently who's essentially got a nine year old son, and he was he was at a city match. And I know this is this is a wider thing about VAR, and we've you know mm. we've been living this for, with this for a while. But essentially, he sort of said City had scored, and he like leapt up. The guy did look to his left. And his son was just sat still, sort of thing, and he yeah, sort of said, "You know, yeah. what's what, what sort we scored?" And he's like, "Well, no, because you know it's got to be reviewed." And it's like, "Oh, you've you've lost that, you know, yeah. immediate release that you get." It's um, priceless. And, that it's absolutely yeah. priceless. I mean, that's what we you know pay good money to, for, and that's what we travel for, and and all the rest of it. That's what the sacrifices are made for. That moment, and if you take that away, then you know it's it's a real key element of the game for us, and. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I do that myself. Um, I remember watching a game at home, uh, not a City game, but another game at home recently, and whichever team it was, I wanted to win for whatever reason, they scored. And I was stony-faced because there was a challenge involved. You know, And it, it really was before VAR, there's no way this goal would have been disallowed. You know, instinctively, it's basically two players went in for a challenge and, the, and the, you know, the striker got the better of him and scored. But it's like, no, it's going to go to VAR. And this this is a 50-50 call now. And I'm just waiting for that. And uh, I don't know. I, I just can't see it going back now. I think they're, they're too far down the rabbit hole. Um, and alas, I just can't see them pulling it back, which we should do. Um, are you, By the way, have you noticed kind of a groundswell of kind of talk and opinions similar to what we're talking about here right through football? So, you know, like Carragher and... Neville and all the rest of it, everyone now is saying, mm, is VAR a good idea? It does seem like if it's not going to happen, it's going to happen from this kind of movement of feeling or it's here to stay. Um, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, th- I think there's certainly some momentum around it yeah. this, se- this season and it's it's louder than it's been since it's been is brought in. I guess some of that might be to do with, you know, I guess time is in, in the people thought you know essentially by this point you know i don't know how many years in we are maybe four or five years is that it would be in a better place um mm. but 
you know, so I, I guess there might be some impatience around that. But but as you say, we, we've it's in now. I, I feel that you know, if it, if it was to be withdrawn, you know, for next season, you just know the first decision <laughs> is ultimately wrong. Everyone's going to be pining for it. Yeah. Um, and and also, you know, the, the the cries to to bring it in were because other sports were doing it, and you know, the technology is there. Why aren't we utilizing it? So. It, it does make sense that something is in place, but it's just as we keep banging on about, it just feels like it's the it's the execution of it, and you know, with the, the things that work well in other sports, you know, I know it, it's difficult because a lot of fo- in football is subjective, but you know, in, in tennis and in cricket and, and things yeah. like that, you know, in it, it is all it? of that. Yeah. It's in or out exactly, and you know, if we can with football, if they can make it, so it is some of those black and white things, you know. The obvious ones that we've got in place already and offside, but you know, if if there's a penalty, is the player's foot in the box? Is it not right? Yes, no, that sort of thing, and then everything else, I'd be quite be happy with you know, um, you know, down to the referee on the pitch, really, because mm. we were we were used to issues and controversies before, weren't we? And, you know, every Monday we were talking about them before, and every Monday we're still talking about them now. So I don't think that would be you know a big change to almost like put the brakes on a little bit I guess and, and, and take away some of that thing that, that takes a long time and, and again does have that subjectivity If they can eradicate that and or certainly you know kind of alleviate that and the amount of time it takes and the amount of decisions they choose to kind of analyse then it could improve significantly if they introduce semi um, automated um, offside because we saw that work great in guitar. I mean, mm. so, there was games in, in the World Cup where, which I just enjoyed, just like as if for old time's sake, you know, and I never thought about VAR, even though it was in practice. And even though, you know, in game it was in practice, but it was so quick with decisions, it just felt like part of the game. So if they did introduce semi-automated um, offside, and if they sort out once and for all, and this is, extends beyond VAR, the handball rule, and what is handball and what isn't. And they just basically, you know, add a cast iron, this is what is and this is what isn't. And then furthermore, if as exactly as you say, if they just really raise the bar as to when they intervene, to actually, you know, just intervene when there has been a clear and obvious error and not have to look around for eight minutes to find a clear and obvious error, which is, you know, contradictory in itself. If they can introduce those three things, then I might well be back in favour in VAR. Um, but right now, oh god, I, it's getting me down. It, it's that discussion we had in, on um, WhatsApp last week. I mean, it was, you know, for those listening in, honest to God, everyone involved in Night Three Twenty. I wouldn't say everyone, but certainly the people involved in this conversa- conversation, we were all just so doom and gloom about it. I think it was after the handball, wasn't it, the Newcastle game midweek? Yeah, and we were just saying, well, that's it. Football's just. I don't feel the same about it anymore. Um, that's a, a worrying predicament. Anyway, let's get to hopefully a brighter note, which is City the Spurs. In fact, it is a brighter note because you know what, Ben? I know what they do to us. I, I, of course, I've experienced it, but A, I'm confident about winning, and B, I'm just really looking forward to this. Um, are, you, are you going? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.